Welcome back to the Money Hill, your number one Call of Duty podcast with a betting focus, taking you through all the matches and majors of the 2022 CDL season. That being said, what's upcoming is not a major. I apologize for leaving you guys out on the line without any content for uh, the past month. Well, we've been on break, and I am back with Big Money Blivs, Chris Bliven, and unfortunately, Nikita could not be with us today. He is traveling, so little struggle there, but happy to be here, of course, as always. We, we love Nikita. He, he missed the memo that spring break was supposed to be taken the past four weeks. The guy is still on spring break, which I hope he's having a great time. I hope he's getting a little bit of a... Uh, he, needs, he needs some sun. I feel like he's uh, been a bit pasty. He picked the wrong time to travel, but at the same time, you know, the focus for him is League of Legends. And if you are interested in League of Legends, we've been putting out content on that side. Uh, covering Phenomenal content. Just everything from LCS to LEC playoffs, um, and and everything you need to know there. A lot of lot of bets that hit, um, and it's been a I fun mean, time on that side as you well. You have so been if you're firing while the Call of Duty League has been in remission. You have been firing remission with a ton of drama, a a spell of drama. But Chris, tell us what's upcoming. What do we have on the docket moving forward? Because it's a big week ahead. I'm excited. I mean, I don't even know what you're asking, but what I do know is we got the Pro-Am. The Pro-Am that's, that's is here. exactly what I was asking. And guess what? <laughs> and guess what? Just like uh, the pros playing the Joes, I feel like you are going to be our pro and I'll be our am. You know, I'm not as uh, in the weeds as you are, right? I love the betting angles. I love to be watching the Call of Duty League. You, sir, exceptional knowledge on everything that's going on. You know everybody across the amateur scene. Uh, and so I'm here to listen to you a bit, take in what you're putting out, fucking turn it into money. I'm ready to fucking cash in on this. It's, I mean, listen, we've been making this podcast for how long and you're still going to use the excuse that you're not experienced enough. Uh, love that, but <laughs> just amateurs. I'm ready for the pros. I am really, a- I mean, no, the, the amateurs, I don't know a ton about what we're walking into with some of these teams. There is one team that I know a lot about, or at least I'm like fairly familiar with, uh, which would be Toronto Ultra Academy North America. I think they actually have a pretty good squad across the board, and they, they could be pretty dangerous in this upcoming week, especially because there's not pro points on the line. But this is a LAN event happening in Columbus. Uh, so taking it back to kind of where it all began, MLG headquarters, I believe, is there as well. So maybe a little uh, rival competition for uh, our our boys over at Activision would, Blizzard. Would love to see. But, would love to see the OGs of the game, Optic, actually come out and throttle some people again. Uh, I think I think this is all the makings for uh, Nade Shot to come back and just like poke his head out, say, "Hey, what's going on?" <laughs> I know these parts. Nade Shot Merc gets back Merc, on the sticks. Get, uh, fu- Nameless maybe plays for Envy this weekend. Who really you knows? Get, I mean, you get Hex coming back. <laughs> see if he can wheel himself there. Anything can happen. You know, it's Columbus. Like things have crazier things have happened. For in Columbus. sure. Uh, but during the off time, we have had a sizable amount of drama, a uh, sizable amount of roster changes happening across the board. So there is a lot to talk about on that front before we do hop into what is almost a daunting amount of matches to talk about with the Pro-Am Classic. Um, And there are some subs playing this weekend, so it's going to be a little interesting going into this. Of course, there's not pro points on the line, so teams 
you know, it's iffy as Honestly, to whether or not like this is super important, but there is a good opportunity to test some things. The out only for new reason rosters. that they're putting this on is for the degenerates like us, Scott, so that way we can fucking make some money. This is just a betting mecca. This is meant for the betters. But also, it it could be very good for league expansion if this does work that out. To I think the that's actually that the most can. important point for to take away for this week is. Let's see how much talent there really is. Let's see how Ultra NA perform. Let's see how Ultra EU perform. Let's see how Strike X and Team War perform. Because I am strictly on the side of no expansion. I, so far, am anti-expansion. I don't think there's enough good talent to justify expanding. We already have teams like the Paris Legion that exist. We already have teams like... I mean... (laughs) Yeah, but the, the the argument there is that you know esports owner, owners or like former esports or esports owners aren't really the the people that own those sure, teams that are sure. like failing. It's more or less like you know high money VCs that thought this was like a very good investment and don't really know Call totally. of Duty that well. But that's what's gonna um, you're gonna get more so, of those people with expansion. You're not gonna get less. Mm, you could get you're gonna get your Cloud Nines and your Renegades back in as well as. Uh, Heretics probably would would re-enter the scene if the price is if the price is right, um, but I'm interested to see if kind of the the four streams works out uh, as well as this bracket situation. Uh, I'm excited. So, I'm excited to um, see just how deep the pool is. I think this will be a fun tournament to watch, and I think it will have some. Uh, I think I think we're going to see some upsets. I think we're going to see some surprises, uh, and and just keep that in the back of your head when you're looking at these odds that we're going to be talking about later. Let's. I mean, let's talk about surprises. Uh, and and maybe what's not super surprising is that a lot of teams have made roster changes. We saw a lot of rosters fail initially at the start of the season. I think major two is that tipping point, and now you give them a huge some break, ro- so they have the opportunity. Some to make rosters their were changes. failing near it, the end of it too. The yes, the onset of this recess from competing did incite our boys at Minnesota. Uh, the Minnesota Rocker to host open trials for their team to then uh, to that point, the New York Subwaters then copied them like half a week later. And they were like, Hey, we're going to fucking do it too. Whatever. Um, That landed them with roster changes for their own rosters. I expected New York to maybe make two. I actually expected both teams to maybe make two. um, But unfortunately they both only made one, both coming from the uh, Texas nations challengers team. They took both their submachine gun players. So now Minnesota has Havoc on their roster. They've benched Major Maniac. And Neptune has been dropped from the subliners as well in place, uh, replaced by Kismet, which I think both are good substitutions. I like they can only realistically yep. improve the team. Neptune did see a little improvement on New York with the addition of Pollux and, and kind of freeing yeah. up that space. But that impact then disappeared right when yeah. they hit LAN again. So it is worth saying, like, maybe the change actually didn't really do much. You just had a couple against series yeah. along the way. Uh, I, uh, I get real nervous when you're talking about former New York subliner players. It just That, that is uh, not a recipe for a team that I really want my players to be coming from. I'm just not. I mean, they've kept they've kept the key piece, which is Hydra. So if you're gonna build anything, you're gonna do it through that man. Um, do you think? Uh, what t- I think the more interesting so, one. Sorry, you said Havoc is just came up. No, Kismet. no, Kismet's coming in for for New York, and then Havoc for right. Minnesota. Correct. Pops. So Havoc's coming in for Minnesota. 
What? Yes. How do we think that that's going to impact Minnesota? Because Minnesota is a team I'm actually interested in. I, I'm not an investor, but I just kind of am interested in those guys. I think that they're like a team that's usually like right in the middle. Like they lose a lot of games that they shouldn't lose, but they'll every so often kind of surprise us and have a couple good wins. Curious to see what you think is going to happen to Minnesota in that case. So I, I do want to start with the Kismet cool. one just real Sorry. quick because, of course, like Neptune not having a good impact. You bring in a guy that's had CDL experience. He was on the Legion the first year. I think, honestly, didn't get enough respect for how decent he was uh, for that team. And it just kind of was a, a flop to begin with in the way they approached the league. Um, so I think improvement for New York right off the bat. The Minnesota one is a little bit more interesting because you bench Major yep. Maniac, who is notoriously a Game 5 specialist. Like, if you get to Game 5, you're probably going to win it because he's very good at search and destroy. But at the same time, he is a very slow AR mm. player. Um, the addition of Havoc, who has been tearing it up in Challengers, I think bumps the pace up a lot for their hard point. It gets iffy when you start talking about who their main AR actually is because I don't know... Who's going to hold down that position? It's probably going to end up being Priesta. And then I would assume Attach has to move to Flex or vice versa. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how those guys play there. The key to this issue, and as you said it, they had some surprising victories. I don't know if the word surprising is exactly the right way to approach it, but a lot of yep. reverse sweeps. And a lot of this hinged on them winning map three. But <clears throat> at that point, you've chalked map one. So you're going to... Hopefully the change here brings them to win a lot more map ones, which establishes themselves better in series moving forward and makes them a better team. We'll see if that's the case. I think it has a good opportunity to improve their hard point a lot, and that's been their key problem is winning map one, honestly. I love that. Map. <clears throat> Along the lines of yep. other changes, um, one team that you Ooh. love to shit on, and Nikki, of course, is not here to defend them, <clears throat> An interesting one coming out from LA Thieves because they've taken Kenny off the flex roll and moved him to submachine gun. And him being their IGL, you don't see it often that, that you have an IGL that is actually playing sub because they have a lot to focus on that's like kind of in front of them that's moving yep. very quickly. But now your shot goller is playing sub uh, with Envoy. I believe Draws is moving to the flex and then Octane is still the main AR. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think LA Thieves is a greatly improved team after the switch? Is because the chemistry's been there. They they like each other. That's grasping at straws. This is what you do when you have good chemistry, but and you're trying to just shake things up. But the reality is because you don't want to face the music of there is still someone there that just isn't a good <laughs> team player. I mean, this is what this, this is oh what this God. is what happens when you're like, man. I know we have a talented player, and we don't want to lose him, but man, do we never win? So let's shake some shit up, and let's avoid the elephant in the room. They're just avoiding elephants at this point. And guess what? <laughs> elephants don't hide very well. They're not. They're not camouflaged. Is it? Uh, is it time to bring I in Cluster? Honestly, that would be an improvement. I, listen, I don't agree with you. I, I fucking I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm not even gonna say the name. I don't want to end up as an impression on Twitter, uh, but apparently <laughs> you do. So that's 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 on you. You can have that. You can keep it. I'm staying away from this one. I I love the man. Uh, I still think he'll recover. It's, what, what's he recovering? It's an interesting from? game to be in. Man your, is he is he is he hurt? He hasn't had a good start. He had one to the good year. start. It was the first game. 
Nikki jumped down my throat. Oh, look how good Octane is. Look how good he is. Well, it was the it yeah, was the kickoff exactly. classic, right? Where they like performed pretty well and they became, you know, hard point world enders. But then teams figured out that they weren't really rotating, and that's been like an integral issue. So if if uh, Kenny can fix that for them, like, I think they become a very good hard point so, team again. And so this tell me this: How does Kenny fix that? He was already on the team. Like, how does what Kenny is gonna do gonna make it? <clears throat> how's that gonna change it? It's a little bit more visceral as a submachine gun to see what's happening in okay. front of you. And I think a lot of the commentary was that Draza and Envoy's comms were not what they needed to be in the role that they were playing. So rotations were just kind of thrown out of whack. And, and if your key communi- communicators are both of your AR players and you're not getting that feed of information of like, hey, we need to do this, X, Y, Z, like go here. You don't really know what's going on on the front lines that well. Um, and, it, and it becomes kind of a struggle. So... That's kind of where the hard points started falling short. I think if they figure that out, a lot of things start to recover on the back of that. Um, it, it will be interesting to see how Search and Destroy plays with him as a sub. I think could add some yeah. pace, aggressiveness, but they already have that with Envoy's sneaky. It kind of feels like so. one of those things when you like try know. and squeeze a balloon, right? Like you squeeze over here, and then the air goes over there. And then if you squeeze over here, the air goes over there. And uh, I, I get nervous that they're sacrificing. I mean, look, they need to do something to get better, but like – is this going to solve – I feel like by doing this, you might be pr- prioritizing hardpoint, and then your s is going to suffer. Or, I mean, they were already terrible at control, but that might also just continue to suffer. So I'm – you know, again, to me, this is like putting lipstick on a pig. I'm not that impressed. I'm, I don't think there's going to be much going on. I mean, something's got to give, so we'll see. And you know Nadechot will make the changes that need to be made if see, this, push comes to shove. This is a chance for them to prove themselves. I don't know if he will. He is uh, – look, I love – uh, I, I think that the most recent 100 Thieves Country Club edition is fairly decent of, of clothing. Um, it, it's kind of cool. cool. Uh, as, a, as a hardcore golfer, you know, I appreciate the attempt. Why do you hate saying things are, like, outright cool? Look, I'm not <laughs> buying the deal it. Like, if you want cool golf swag, go get <laughs> Malbin. Uh, that's cool golf swag. But Malbin's but cool as well. What I will say is... I might buy honestly, some, honestly. It's, so it's pretty sick. Uh, no, that's not even a paid plug. It should be, but it's not. Um, no, I'm talking about the 100 Thieves. Uh, no, the polo's not great. It's just a t-shirt. But guess what? I made the t-shirt before they made the fucking t-shirt. That's also part of my hate, that they're just copying okay, well, my uh, IP. I mean, literally everyone uses um, that design. Anyway, so. point being... Point You're not being, special. Um, I don't know if Nadechot has the balls to kind of like confront Octane in this fashion. Like, Nadechot is a player's player, right? Like, this dude, he's been on the mountain. He's played. He knows what it's like. He likes the personalities. I think even the fact that they brought Octane in, to me, is a little bit of um, bias in the way he's going to respond. No, they had they had former success with him. Just saying. On the 100 Thieves roster that was, like, a Correct. championship this, caliber team but that's in my Black point. Ops 4. You're rewarding someone on past performances, not current skill set. And if you watched anything that was going on at Seattle, like they had tried to do stuff for him. They had tried to bring in. I mean, he was performing. They did not really have good rosters Look. around him. The only iteration of that roster that, like, <clears throat> hey, they like brought in some crazy players was them bringing in Karma. But they, I think, threw a lot of money around without enough to spend on the rest of the team and then it became kind of an issue and well, also karma hated too, modern warfare right am i, am I going crazy yeah seattle no 
They did not bring in Priest, though. When did he? When, they had uh, when, when, Pander when was, when was and Proto, when was I believe. playing with Priesta? On 100 Thieves a long okay. time ago. Exactly. Point being. Black Ops 4. That's That was a... That team was crazy. I mean, listen. It, something's got to give again. Um, but in the way of substitutes, I guess, uh, moving forward into that conversation... <clears throat> this one's not permanent. This is more temporary. Optic Texas is playing with Jordan General. Uh, I believe Illy has like some pus thing going on with his thumb, which is making it like very difficult to hold a controller and stuff like that. So they're letting him rest for this event because it doesn't really matter in the scope of the CDL season. Um, and they're playing with General, who is a obviously proven challenger player, has had a pretty good season down there, uh, and he's definitely not bad. It's just going to be weird to see them play with two sorry, main ARs. I, but, by the way, the sorry, team. I didn't mean Priesta. I meant Pristini. That was who I refer, was referring to. Oh, sorry. yeah, Pristini. Just yeah. To, I was like, I know I'm not. That team was a little all over the place, if you ask me. It was just kind of like a crapshoot. I don't know. A lot of guys that could just outsize perform. They but were trying. Like they were trying. At the right times. Eh, yeah. They had, yeah. They had I mean, Gunless, they're, they're trying a little Pristini, now. and Classic. Like, that's not that bad of a team. No, not that bad. Something, I listen, we said this at the beginning of the season, though. Something was off a little bit, and, and there was and always the possibility that off. that would happen. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> past the optic changeup, the other switch that has been made coming into this event, uh, and it seems to be a little bit more permanent than the optic one, is the substitution of Harry for Gizmo on London. Um, I believe Gizmo is dealing with some personal issues and, and wants to be closer to home to deal with those. So hopefully it sorts itself out. I mean, Gizmo was having a great season. We'd love to see him Agreed. back in the league, um, of course, and at the at the level that London was playing at. But I am excited to see what Harry can do as well um, and maybe raise his stock and get picked up on a different team if, if Gizmo were to make it's a hard, comeback. So we'll see what happens. It's hard for me to there. root for a player whose professional name is his actual name. Like I, that, just like, yeah. Really? You have no trouble rooting for Danny. That's not his real name. No. Is it not? Are you sure? Pretty, pretty sure. There's no fucking way that that's the case. Let me just triple check, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, um, okay, no Danny's real other name, changes Danny's across real, the board. Like the other... Danny's real name is Kyle Sakamaki, not Danny. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's actually nuts. Um, Kyle, the yeah, Kyle other thing to talk about Danny is that <clears throat> Sakamaki. So, like I said, Harry, you don't have your real fucking first name. Be your gamer tag. I've been saying this. You, you can't have no. You can't have first names. But it, it maybe it works out. Maybe this is the guy that changes the story. Let's not shit on him before he plays the map. Um, the other thing to talk about here is uh, Spart becoming a full-time starter for LAG and Gunless being moved to the bench. However, I believe that when he recovers, they're playing around with the idea of a five-man roster where like, you can mix and match for game modes, which might actually change up the meta a little bit in the CDL if it works out. Um, that would be very fucking exciting to watch. I will say, just to see guys like sub in and out on stage I love and like, stay hot. And That'd be like that. so fun. Um, it's like fucking that would be tag team wrestling or uh, just regular pickup basketball. It's great. Yeah, 
Yeah, KY jelly wrestling in yeah. the basement with your boys. I mean, it, you, is that yeah, not exactly just electric in the kind of content you want to consume? I mean, listen, that's what the punishment should have been for the little challenge that we did on the Golden Advantage yesterday. I'll tell you that. <laughs> just, just a little little KY jelly bath. <laughs> well, we, uh, Nikki, um, Nikki, Nikki might still cannot. be in for that. Don't don't write it off. He, yeah, we can't write it off yet. Uh, but. The, with that being said, a lot of teams did not make changes, one of them being Toronto Ultra, but Toronto Ultra has two academy teams at this event, which we'll roll into now. So, we are headed into the Pro-Am Classic in Columbus, Ohio, as we said at the top of the hour, uh, with a group stage round robin of, of four groups, and there are four Challengers teams showing up to the event. So, if you do that math, 12 CDL teams, four Challengers team, four Four-team groups, 16 teams at this event. One Challengers team per group, matching up against three pro teams. Uh, in that round robin, top two make it out, and then it is a single elimination bracket, which is unfortunate. I wish it was double elimination. That would be a little bit more entertaining, but it is going to be kind of electric yeah, to be see fun. who can make a run. Absolutely. Uh, the Challengers teams that we have at this LAN event. Ultra Academy North America. This is the one that excites me the most. Uh, Hixie, Mohawk, Scrappy, and Vickle. Or Vickle. I'm not sure I mean, how you pronounce that. I apologize. Have not seen him play before, But they have experience playing in the CDL. Yeah. Hixie does. Mohawk has not made it yet. I've been bullish from day one. I've been saying that somebody should pick him up uh, along the way. I think he's electric. Also, Scrappy got fined at the last Challengers event for talking that's too much shit. That's the kind of attitude I which, fucking love. Which, if they that. win maps, that's exactly yes. what we need. Exactly. That's that what, what I was going to say. That's, that's, the kind that's of, what we that's need. That's the kind of energy. <laughs> he also like deactivated his Twitter yeah, afterwards. That's the energy so we want. Funny. Um, it's going to be electric. I, I think this is the most electric team to come out of the Minnesota Open. But there are three other teams that are pretty, like, you know, they can get some stuff done as well. So, Team War, uh, Denza, Maple, Wardy, and Weeman. Some interesting names there. Maple, also notoriously a League of Legends pro, who's pretty good in Korea. China, China, I believe. Um, <clears throat> Ultra Academy EU. You have, by far, my favorite name down here. Uh, Beans. <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> an NFT. Furious Vortex. Yeah, <laughs> Furious Vortex and Rafi. Rafi is actually subbing in for this team because... London's substitute Harry was their fourth originally. So this is like a little confusing, you know, some uh, love triangle shit going on. Uh, and then finally, Strike X, which is actually former professional player uh, Silly, who was on LAG, I believe, first year. Um, Rambi, Fire40, who has played in the league as well, and then Gunzi. Uh, I think that's also a fairly good team. So we could see some some interesting upsets coming out of these groups. Apologies for the for the break there. I had to cough. Um, if you're a audio listener, you know audio clubs go sub to the YouTube. <clears throat> but we've got our groups, Chris. We've got Group A, Group B, Group C, Group D, Group A. Starting us off, Atlanta Phase, Seattle Surge, Strike X, and Toronto Ultra. After what you've heard, who's coming out of this Let's group? just settle in there for a minute. I, th I think the one joke that we didn't make yet, but I truly believe that whichever team 
from Toronto wins and does the best will be the one playing in the Call of Duty League. That's not. I mean, how like, I think go, this is literally each team's playing for their life. I hope. I, I really, I really. I, if that I, was, I the, think that they told her, like, guys, if you want to play in the professional league, this is your chance. Just place just higher place than, higher than, than like, the other team. It's like F one. Yes. It's literally like, like F one. You're all, you're all playing, playing the same, the same game, game, but and you're playing for the same roster. <laughs> this is, yeah, that I would be electric. To happen, if they said fuck it, chalk the team and just throw in the NA team, um, if they perform better. I have no reason to believe. I mean, maybe Ultra have gotten their shit together, and so this will be a you know, Ultra does do good coming out of a bye week, right, or coming out of like a bye month or a bye year. During the playoff challenge, they made it to finals. So I have no reason to believe. I think that this is just the perfect time for a team like the Ultra to kind of step back into it and surprise people. No longer be a bottom feeder. I expect to see them and the Faze uh, make it out of this group. I feel bad for Strike X. Um, I'm sure there are a bunch of very qualified players, but this is the group of death. Like This is, I think, by far the hardest group of all of them um, with three, I mean, Two super qualified teams in FaZe and Seattle. I just think that I don't know if I trust Seattle to be able to come back the way that they had been playing earlier. And they'd started to really wean off at the end of the of the first split. I know we did two majors. Yeah, but then they came back major yeah. two, performed pretty know. well. So they did all right. I actually have an interesting point Please that I forgot up. to bring up. We're all um, dying to hear it. That is something that I wanted to talk to you about, and you specifically, because... Your team for the longest time has been Toronto Ultra. Right? I got three teams to root for. I, I'm <clears> like, an, I'm like a pig shit. Like, so they won against all odds, right? Stage two major last year. Correct. Yeah. yeah, they did. And who did that this year? Your beloved, or my beloved, Optic, Texas. No, no, stage two, current, recent. Most recent major oh, victors. Uh, LAG. LAG. Against I all odds. Can't, I honestly still so cannot is believe LAG But is LAG the, the ultra of this season? In that people will continue to doubt them and they will continue to place like top three, top four at events. And maybe even you challenge You should probably bring that up when we talked about Group D. But that is an interesting point. That's, I'm just making. I had to make the point because you said ultra's better on a bye yep. week, all this stuff, and now you're making your yep. excuses again and sucking down your copium uh, like it's <laughs> oxygen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving on in Group D, Florida Mutineers, Minnesota Rocker. Excited to see them play with the new roster. Optic Texas and Toronto Ultra Academy EU. Um, this one's interesting. Optic playing with a sub is going to be a little difficult. I actually think Rocker gets out of this. I think it might be Rocker and Optic to come out of this group. Rocker and Optic. You agree? I think it's going to be really hard for it. it I it, mean, you were saying that Optic, they're playing with subs. I have a weird feeling about that. I don't. I mean, I know that Optic usually shows up in shit like this. Um, I do want to say Rocker. My only hesitation is... Do we think Florida could, like, sneak in? Well, I think, like, I think Rocker is maybe a lock to make this with a honeymoon period victory, right. like a few of yep. them along the way. 
that's where it gets iffy is like i think any of the next three teams could actually make it out like this could get really just fucky at the bottom of this group um and honestly like it would be electric if if the ultra academy team came out uh but i don't know like i think just optic is gonna play like they don't care uh and they're also gonna let it fly for general because they're trying to get him to a point where he can race his stock and maybe get picked up by another team you know like He's been with the organization for an exorbitant amount of time now as a substitute. Um, and it's about time that he gets a chance to, like, you know, play on the main stage and, and prove his worth. So hopefully they let him off the let him off the leash a little bit. And uh, I think that might work out if they do. So that's why I'm saying optic for now. But I do think this is a little bit of a crapshoot at the moment. I love it. I think that you're 100% right. That, that group I do not feel great about. I think... Ultra Academy EU could come and sneak a game against one of these teams. Yeah, I listen, I honestly think the Challengers teams present a, an interesting issue to grasp if you're a pro team because you really don't know what they're totally. coming with at all. And, I mean, yeah, of course the uh, Volk's been G8 at this point, so no more of that. But uh, they're not going to bring any out any different weapons, but you could see some new strats, yep. some new play styles, um, and, and hopefully that comes out. Group C, London Royal Ravens, LA Thieves, New York Subliners, and Team War. This one is probably the most entertaining, I would say. You've got a lot going on here. Uh, Three pretty much new rosters. LA Thieves not being a new roster, but having made a pretty substantial change to how they're going to play the game. Um, And then Team War, who I don't think is anything to, to shy away from. What what's your outlook here? Like, what are you? What this do you group's think is the easiest on? group. Um, I, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Like, <laughs> this is the group that I am going to pick. My, um, uh, fuck. To me, I I don't love the Ravens and how they're dealing with. Uh, I don't love someone substituting into that team. Thieves, I think, are going to make it out, not because they're good, but because they're playing a bunch against the mediocre teams and not going to have much issues and i think you're going to see the subliners they seem to kind of start to fix their shit last at the end of the last semester um i, I say it as if it's a school year uh it feels like a school year uh i like thieves and new york coming out i actually yeah. wholeheartedly agree with you and for some of the same reasons that yeah. you're saying actually yeah. which is pretty interesting that and that's a rarity rare. on this fucking podcast so very very rare uh, but yeah, I would say I would say New York and LA Thieves are pretty primed to come out of this group. Hopefully, uh, if LA Thieves then bombs this shit, fucking go. I don't really God, know. I will come on here and I don't. I don't know what I'll do. At I actually that point, might just I'm do just the KY jelly myself. Um, okay, well, <laughs> just for fun uh, and to keep the fans entertained, of course. Finally, <clears throat> Group D. Very interesting group. Your former major champions of Stage 2, LAG. Then you have Boston Breach, who is on the come-up, one would argue. Uh, Paris Legion, who... uh, And then Toronto Ultra Academy North America. (laughs) We're just not going to talk about Legion. There's nothing to really say. Temp and friends, um, if you will. I actually... Listen... My picture for this is Ultra Academy North America comes out. And I think Breach as well. But at the same time, it's hard to bet against a team that just won a major. So, I don't entirely know. But I think this team's got some juice and some fire. And I I actually think they make a run. So, I've got Ultra Academy North America 
Coming out, maybe in the first spot, honestly. Who's coming out in the second spot? I'm saying Breach for now. That, yeah, that Too feels consistent. right. Um, great logo. I'll mention it again. Um, <laughs> every episode. Every, episode. every, every time, time he gets a chance. Yeah, Send him a fucking hoodie. Yo, I would actually rep that hoodie. That's a fucking fire hoodie. Um, I mean, it's impossible to think that Paris gets out of this, so we'll put them in dead last. You know, I think between Team War and Toronto Ultra Academy NA, those are the two teams that I think have the best chance to make it out, right? So I, I'm I'm picking it between those two because um, I could absolutely see myself being a pig and shit and just rolling all around and the Team War beating the Thieves and the Thieves losing out. Ugh, it would it would nothing would satisfy me probably more, um, but I do. I have a hard time imagining Breach and LAG off the back of their most recent victory not making it out, but I also don't trust LAG for shit. So I think it's Breach and uh, LAG. I'm not ready to give Toronto Ultra Academy that much credit yet, but would I be surprised if they came out over LAG? Uh, No, no, I wouldn't. I want to hear your, uh, I want to hear your full take on who wins it all though. That's that's what I'm really interested in. I think you make some good points there. You know, maybe is we're giving. A, I'm giving a little bit too much credit to a challengers team that is unproven. Yeah. However, I live for those main stage moments where they will just get up out of their seats and talk shit to pro players. It'll be hilarious. Um, so I'm hoping we get a lot of that this weekend. Who's winning it all, Chris? Tell us the oracle, if you will. Even though you've been uh, pretty off this year, I think you're gonna get a. Toronto Ultra team to win. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? You actually can't. One, I actually, I, I think that's terrible. Like the odds on that are terrible. One Ultra, uh, one Ultra team versus the field. <laughs> terrible odds. Um, Tell me I'm wrong. This for me. Tell me I'm wrong. This for me has has all the makings of the attach gets a slice oh, of the pie that tournament I could 100% see in a in a little in, in a the little tournament that gets switch, you no credit phase, single yeah, and gets you absolutely yeah. no credit well do you know what the do you know what Minnesota's odds are to win it I actually have not looked at the outrights no 1.00 who are the favorites? Faze I'm assuming is favorite Faze, at one point four zero. Terrible value. Do not do that. Not worth it. Oh, sorry, wait. That's to probably going to win it. Sorry. Atlanta face to win it all one point eight three. So also still not good enough odds to to do that. Don't. Oh, the issue here also becomes that Group A and Group B play each other in the next round. So I likely think that if you're going to bet on a team to make the finals, pick somebody from Group C and Group D because I think like the, the best team out of those that you believe has a pretty good chance of making it um, considering the matchups. What if I told forward. you that Ultra NA had better odds to win it than Ultra, the real Ultra? That wouldn't surprise me. Well, it should surprise you because they're not. But it's actually scary how close they are apart from each other. Toronto Ultra... The, the COD team, 34, Toronto Ultra MA, NA, 67. And by the way, that is only that. separated by one team, which is the Minnesota Rocka. Rocka? 
Rocker at <laughs> the Minnesota Rocker at 41.0. So it goes Ultra, Rocker, Ultra. The Rocker! Um. <laughs> so, so if you want to get some no, slices, that's... you know another thing that I kind of love the value on for this is the subliners. You can get subliners at 26. I actually don't hate that either. I, I, it's gonna. I think a weird yeah. team wins. I'm gonna, this event. Uh, like, it's not gonna be I'm somebody. I'm gonna take my flyer on the subliners at 26, and I'll put my dude. The fucking mutineers are third place with 7.0 odds. It goes phase 1.83, optic 5.0, mutineers. I think that's because they're expected to win or come in second in group B, which would leave them a, a fairly easy road, in my opinion. Fascinating. I'm not really sure, though. Fucking fascinating. Yeah. It is interesting. I don't know why it wouldn't be Breach or, like, LAG even, maybe, considering Bre- current Bre- form. Uh, but I guess Breach is fourth at 8.0. LAG is fifth at 10.0. Followed by Surge, Thieves, Ravens, Subliners, and then Ultra and Rocker. That is uh, kind of what I expected. Florida being three is is interesting, yeah. to say the least. Um, but they are playing full strength roster, no subs, and it's a single elimination, so somewhat makes sense. A uh, little bit annoyed that not a single Challengers team is playing on mainstream yep. for the first two days. That's just bugged me a little bit. Um, I feel like this is all about showcasing amateur talent, so why not throw them in their mainstream on the like matches that they're playing against pro teams? That's what this is kind of all about. Other than that, though, I mean, we can hop into some of the matches and, and some of the odds that you like across the board. There is a shitload to talk about here, so I don't know if we jump no, into we every single one. I mean, much. yeah, if you're seeing series that you think the odds are pretty out of whack, it's worth putting a taste on it. Uh, honestly, like something like Subliners 2.04 against LA Thieves is a little interesting, in my opinion. Uh, I think those are very good odds for New York subliners. Wait, but also, you said, you, wait, wait, you said Ultra wait, Academy you said North America. What? I got two point three zero against the thieves. Give me right? that all day. What do you have? What do you have on uh, Ultra Academy North America against LAG? Three point four eight, one point two seven. That's what we need. We need a. Uh, we need that bet right there. That's the one that I'm sitting on. I think that's a moneymaker all weekend is Ultra Academy North America beating proven about, CDL teams. Um, well, I was trying to find the next NA match, but it's I'm, not, I'm having trouble. One match that I think is out actually kind of insane. You can get the Seattle Surge at 3.12 against FaZe, the very first match. Like, I just think that that's a lot of good value on Seattle Surge. Like, I don't – I know FaZe is great, but, like, we saw this already happen – in the first kickoff challenge, or whatever the fuck it's called, Seattle Surge came out and beat fucking FaZe. You make a good like, point. Well, I mean, totally. they're good in these settings. Where shit doesn't matter. And, and, and said differently also, like I think FaZe has a bit of an arrogance, a earned and deserved arrogance, but like, what do they care if they fucking lose this match? They don't give a shit. It's not worth any points. Doesn't matter at all. Doesn't matter to them. I mean, they're also still top of the ladder regardless. Correct. And they haven't even won so, like, they give yet, zero so. fucks about this. Still expecting them to win one, but now it's getting iffy because there's only two majors left. They're, they're, uh, they don't care. 
What they about straight? Do not give a shit until there's only one major to them. That is also very true. There's only one major to every team. I mean, no, like, even when no, all no, the majors no. I disagree. LAG, they all matter. take this season as a fucking complete win. Now that they won one major, yeah, eh. they're going to take. Well, now the expectation nah, is to nah, win champs at this point. If you can do it once, you can do it again. That's the whole point. Uh, what do you think about Strike X over Ultra? Five point four, and Ultra, ooh, off a break. But like, let me, let me get you even better. I got Strike X at six point eight nine. Yeah, I'll take that. Honestly, I think Ultra's in shambles, dude. They were. They were they, like. There was rumors. There's like everybody swirling. I'm, You've got a lot of people talking I mean, at I'm you. I'm talking at them. They better fucking watch out against. Uh, they better watch out, or Ultra NA is going to come up and fucking clap them. But I would like to see Mohawk added to that can team. I, let, me can I, uh, let me let me see if I could interest you in this little little matchup, Scoot. Ultra Ultra Academy NA. I'm over Paris Legion at one point nine four. They're basically, they're basically. Yeah, Paris I'll take is that. a little bit of a favorite, but they're basically saying that Ultra Academy NA is better than Paris. Well, Paris has made more switches than Ultra Academy yeah. NA, so you got to consider that the chemistry is there for for uh, Academy NA. Um, an interesting one as well is Minnesota Rocker at three point three odds against Optic Texas. You got to consider the fact that Minnesota's got a new roster with, I would say, improved talent um, against the team that's playing with the sub. So it is worth probably putting. You want to know who the there. best odds are all week? Strike X mm. over Phase at sixteen point nine seven. That's okay. not happening. But what about this? Strike X over Seattle Surge at twelve point three three. I also okay. don't think Just that's happening. I'd ask. I <coughs> realistically really good odds here. LA Thieves to beat London Royal Ravens playing with a brand new player that was announced like two days ago. Yeah, one point seven eight. I think, I think that's great I, value wait, there. You said LA uh, Thieves over like, London Royal Ravens. I got one point. I got one point seven eight odds. I don't know where you're looking, <laughs> but I need that link. You, you um, are saying things. I have not had better odds than you. This entire podcast—it's actually <laughs> bugging me at this point. Uh, if you put it, LA Thieves, Ultra Academy NA over Paris Parlay, three point seven six. That is beautiful. That's beautiful. We love that. I mean, across the board, I feel like when you see these challenger teams with like heinous odds against pretty good pro teams, it becomes like, like even <coughs> Ultra Academy EU against Florida. At seven point four, it does feels aggressive. But it's not. I mean, it, that's probably aggressive. You're getting one percent. Right. on can Florida I give you my Florida. favorite? Can I give you my favorite bet of the day in this parlay? The last Go bet ahead. that is just like a, a true gem: New York Subliners over London Royal Ravens, two point one eight. So when you add that to the other two, I'm now at an eight point one nine. Those odds are beautiful at 2.18. I would just no, take I'm that saying, straight I, up, I would to be do honest. The, I would do it straight up, but then, of course, when you add it to the parlay. like I, 
Like for all three yeah, you of have those, to. for Thieves over Ravens, for Soulbinders over Ravens, and for Ultra NA over Paris Legion, I'm taking all three of those straight up, and then I'll do a little bit of a stacking to give myself a little extra juice when it happens. Honestly, just keep your eyes peeled, though, because these odds are going to change so much, especially if one challenger team upsets, like, if somebody beats FaZe, like, if Strike X, God forbid, beats FaZe, it's going to get so mixy, and then those odds are going to skew so hard in their favor, and then you're going to get, like, crazy odds on a pro team to beat a challenger's team, which is going to be great to watch. If Strike X beats FaZe, I will be writing all 16.97 units of that to the bank. You probably won't probably. be, but uh, it's a predictable swing. Uh, <laughs> I don't. There's not much else to talk about here. I mean, again, like keep your eyes would, to the eyes and, would, and your ear to the floor. There's gonna be yeah, a lot of streams going I wouldn't on try and get time. too. I wouldn't try and overthink these. I wouldn't be going for the handicaps, for example, like unless you've seen a map or two. But like these matches are gonna be. There's so many new rosters. There's so many new honeymoon phases. You know, with the addition of these um, academy teams, don't try and get cute. See where there's some value and just take money lines. Don't start trying to pick games. Don't start trying to pick handicaps. Don't start trying to pick maps. For the first day, when. No, pick maps. For the first day, always pick maps. Just pick money lines. I think there's plenty of value. Always pick maps. There's, pl- there's plenty Don't of value out to there them. to be had by just picking money lines. If you notice a trend, just start picking maps. If somebody gets hot in search and destroy, start picking maps. That's what you need to do. You did that, LAG, during that last tournament? Oh, my God. Ten straight? At right? least. Ten straight. That's right. Insane. Insane run from them. I think that's realistically all we have for you guys today. Um, Chris, do you have any final thoughts on this event at all? I mean, no CDL points on the line, but of course it's going to be very entertaining. A ton of Call Yeah, I am watch. excited to get some League back. Or not League, some Call of Duty League. Uh, I'm excited to watch these young bucks come in, and I'm really excited. Again, Like for me, this is going to be a big, big time to figure out if I think expansion makes sense. And so I think there's a lot of... Oh, it's just going to be a lot of fun to watch. That's that's the moral of the story. Listen, everyone agrees that expansion makes sense because we need to move back to MLG-style brackets. You you seem to be the odd one out at this point. Um, but with that being said, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode of The Gold Advantage. We will see you in our Discord, uh, which is linked in our pinned tweet on our Twitter, at best-of-three-network. Um, also... Hit that sub button if you're watching on YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening to the audio, go to our YouTube and subscribe, comment, leave a like. Let us know where we can improve. We're always reading them uh, when you guys put them out. And uh, join the conversation on Discord again. If you are interested in League of Legends, go watch our sister podcast called The Gold Advantage, which is hosted on the same channel as well. Um, That's pretty much all I've got for you guys today. Chris, (coughs) thank you for making the time to join me, sir. And we will see you next week. Toodaloo. Peace out.